I can't believe it's episode 100 of Leading Ladies of Corpus Christi podcast. And I'm sitting in a Zoom meeting with none other than Lisa Wisner. She's the founder of PowerUp.org, and she's also the learning and development manager for the HR department for the city of Corpus Christi, among many other things. Thank you so much for joining me, Lisa. tells me they've done 100 of something oh my gosh I cannot believe it I cannot believe that first of all you have done 100 of something but then you chose me to be part of this with you so first of all everyone listening right now if you're driving if you're in your house wherever you are you just need to send some good vibes to Brittany right now and give her high fives because when's the last time you did 100 of anything Dang. when is the last time you did that and so girl let me tell you First of all, it's such a pleasure to work with you. We work as peers, as city champions. Yes, we do. But it's even more of a pleasure to just be here with you to project this excellence of pushing through with your goals and desires and passions and seeing it through. And in this 100th episode, I'm just, even if nothing else comes out of this episode, nobody hears anything else, I just want them to know that, girl, you rock. Oh, my You're gosh. And this leading ladies podcast that you have going on i mean 100 episodes you are a centurion right <laughs> oh my god you're right i am and thank you so much for that you just showered me with so much praise i'm just smiling from ear to ear right now thank you so much you totally deserve it and you did the same for me because when you invited me to be on the show i felt celebrated so i appreciate you and you should because i mean your life i know very little obviously it's just what i've seen in the written word or heard about you you have just been someone who strives for the best from the very beginning so i mean you're you came to america on a scholarship right i did yes I was 19 old and some FedEx package arrived at our doorstep in Nairobi, Kenya. Can you believe that? No. Like, package with like a scholarship and obviously my parents didn't believe it, right? My mom's like, no, this is not true. Let's go check this out. And of course we came to America and it was true. It was true. So did you apply? Like, how did that come to be? So I, just by accident, if you know anything about golf, I made it on the Kenya women's golf team by two strokes. So it was just by accident that I made it. You know how you just have a streak of good wins? And so when I made it on the team, I was traveling around the world representing Kenya, playing in different tournaments. And this is while I was still in high school. And so next thing you know, when I'm looking for colleges, somebody told me you should consider being in America for your schooling. Mm -hmm. And I thought, yeah, it doesn't really, you know, we're a British colony. I should just focus on, on British schools, but no, I put my hat out there. I guess there's an application you can apply for colleges in the, in the United States. And I didn't know that Anna Corpus Christi saw my application. So it was a huge surprise when I got that offer. Absolutely. And I mean, of all the places, Corpus Christi, Texas, I mean, what did you think about? Had you even heard of Texas at the time? Or was it, you know, like you said, you were so much more focused on maybe like the European Union and, and uh, the UK? Yeah, so, I mean, of course, you know, we're a British colony, so all we really know is, oh, British this, British that. So America is known as the land of dreams. Mm-hmm. But when you hear Texas, you know, if you're not from Texas, mm-hmm. like, I've never been to America before, so it's like this place. It's like, for a kid, it's like cotton candy, right? It's like, oh, <laughs> right? I want to go, I want to go, I can't wait to go. I imagined, like, cowboys and 
cows and everybody cows rides horses. Cows. I've heard that right. one. Exactly. <laughs> that was expensive to get out of the airport in Houston, right? And like it would just be ranches and like horses and it would be ranches. <laughs> so that was what I expected. And then, but I have to be honest. So looking online, so back then, obviously, 1999, mm-hmm. the internet did exist, and I worked for while I was in a, while I was kind of like you know I actually took a year off when I finished high school. And while I was during that time frame, I worked for an internet service providing company. So I was able to just have internet access mm-hmm. and look up Corpus Christi. And okay, that's cool. Corpus, it looks like Miami, y'all. Okay, so, mm-hmm. and I know y'all are, y'all are from Corpus, but like, what? Yeah, there's some good marketing going on in Corpus Christi, and I will not put any shade on that because that's awesome, right? Yes. Everybody has the best assets. But I thought, oh my God, and I'm going to be at a university that's on Ocean Drive? Are you kidding me right now? Mm-hmm. Like, I'm in heaven. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that so much. So, was so when you came, you were like, okay, I have this scholarship and this is where I want to be. It just felt right. It did. And it was it, not that it felt right. It felt like, how did this happen? Because I didn't even know that my talent in golf was going to take me to come to the United States. Mm-hmm. I had no idea. In fact, when I was playing, I was just playing for the love of the game. And I was playing for the legacy of my dad, who had passed away a year before I got Oh, wow. So it was really just, I was just playing. And I was just doing my very best. But I didn't know that that would lead for me to win, being, being win a tournament that would lead me to be on the Kenya team by two strokes. Like, literally. Like, it was just crazy. I keep thinking of all the putts I had and how many putts I made and didn't realize that those were the putts, two putts that made me make it. Right. Because, yeah. And then, like you said, then that was the step that led to the next step that ultimately got you recognized by the the university in Corpus and then brought you here. Because, I mean, since you've been here, I mean, so you got quite the education on you and it's a diverse education. Can you tell us about this? Because once I was looking up your what your degrees were in, I was incredibly impressed because you knew that the combination of these degrees would be absolutely beneficial. So tell me about those. I didn't know. Oh my gosh. So you some, like, Then you're just darn good at picking these these that will work I well think together. I don't think I'm darn good. I think everybody <laughs> has their capabilities and talents. And, and the way they come together, you don't know. And maybe it's maybe just about seeing your life as a life of no limitations, expecting that you are going to live your life with no regrets. And so let me tell you, when I decided to study computer science, it's because... I knew I loved computers from when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. When kids are in lunch, you know, and they're hanging out with their friends, I was in the computer lab, like, having fun, okay? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I knew I loved computers. Didn't mean that I knew how to code. It just meant I knew, love, I, knew I loved computers. Absolutely. And I looked at all the programs at AM, and the only one that I was like, okay, I can do that was computer science. Okay. Now, can I tell you something, Brittany? Absolutely. So when I came to the university, I had an average of a D in math. So would you think that a person in high school with an average of a D in math would be studying computer science? No. (laughs) No. And here you are. (laughs) And here I am. And in fact, and it's because I didn't know. So when I came here, I didn't know that you had to be good at math to do computer science. I don't know. They never told me that. So I started off doing remedial math, zero credit math. Wow. So it took me five years to get my degree. Hey, that's okay. That's okay. And And so for me, when you say, oh, I knew what I wanted to do. (laughs) <laughs> and then, you know, the other thing, let me tell you the other thing, Brittany. I did not know that you could change your major. Oh, you thought you were stuck? <laughs> you thought you were, if you pick it, that's it. Ooh, that's yeah, terrifying. If I was to pick a major, I would have picked 
communications. Because I, as soon as I came on campus, I found that I was in the coding rooms with these, you know, I, I guess you have to say, like, people who code are really, like, hardcore in the server room and nobody talks to them, they put headphones on and that's mm-hmm, it, right? Mm-hmm. Hardcore coders, coders. So I would get my homework done and then I'd be like, see y'all later. And then I'd go hang out with the humanities team, right? So, like, the the, the theater people and, you know, that, that those were my friends. Yeah. <laughs> so if I knew that I could change my major, guess what I would have done? Yeah. I would have majored in communications. But I'm glad I didn't because just right at my senior year is when I realized I'd made the right decision because technology is the future. And I realized how much of an asset I was going to be because not only could I talk tech, I also had this communication skill. Absolutely. The automation and the coding and, you know, just the conversation about technology, I could relate that to the human touch. Yes. High tech with high touch. So I have to say, you know, everyone just do what feels right right now. Mm -hmm. For me, you don't know what's coming. Mm -hmm. I was playing golf because I loved the sport. Yes, that's one of my favorite details. Yeah. Yeah, that you that you played golf strictly because you were having fun playing golf and you went into computer science because you knew you loved computers. That was it. Like that's as simple as the thought process behind it. And that makes me so happy because ultimately look what it could lead to. Yeah. And you know, let me tell you one thing, you know, in the gentlest thing you can do can shake up your world. Just saying yes to the things that you love could be the thing that the world needs you to do. It could be the thing that you need to share with the world. It could be the thing that people are striving for. And you think it's so easy because it comes easy to you. Mm -hmm. But for other people, it doesn't. And I think that's where I've realized very, I'm focused on that because things that come easy to me, I've realized for other people, it just doesn't. Mm -hmm. So even though I could sit here and build algorithms and flow charts and figure out (laughs) systems and just, for me, it's nothing. That's amazing. Tell me how you're doing your job and I'll tell you how to automate it, right? And for me, that's a talent I have, right? Yes, that's a gift. There's strengths and then there's, you know, not so strong strengths that I have, right? (laughs) (laughs) Well (laughs) said. That's beautiful. Everyone's in their lane. And if you focus on your goals and you make sure that they don't scare you and you stop playing small with the things you're talented in, let me tell you, you will surprise yourself. Like you here in your 100th episode, if you just do something long enough, you'll make things happen and the rubber will meet the road. Yes, that is very true. And I, I identified with that so much with your stories about the golf and, and your, uh, your major is that I started doing this because I genuinely love talking to people. I'm also a talented communicator. Um, and it's something that comes easy to me. Like it very obviously does for you. There's certain things you just can't teach. And I feel like these are, yeah, like this is one of my talents. And so I pursued it and then, yeah, it turned into this really, really great thing. So you're absolutely right that when you decide to pursue something that comes naturally, really amazing things can happen. So I love that you shared that. Yes. Yeah, that's huge. So when did your business savvy become apparent? Because you're also a business or have been a business performance advisor. Yes. So I had my firstborn son in 2000 and oh my gosh, I'm forgetting 2006 <laughs> I when I had my first son. And at that time, I remember thinking that I wanted to go visit my mom so she could see him growing up. Mm-hmm. And the first year that I could have gone home, we couldn't afford it. So my husband and I had been married for two years and we were just kind of going with the flow. He had a job. I had a job. We were just working. And then when we had our son, I was like, I need to be able to go home to visit my mom. And I calculated it and it was going to cost about $3,000. Mm-hmm. So I just needed to make $3,000. Mm-hmm. I thought to myself, hmm, what could I do? And I thought, I know computers and I know that my son needs to be like the next Bill Gates. Okay? <laughs> I can teach him how to code, right? So I was already teaching him 
you know, because when I learned how to code, I didn't learn how to code because I was good at it. Like, remember, I had a D in math, okay? <laughs> so I learned how to code realizing that this is just like another language. If you want. So I thought, I can teach him this language. And I remember going through my master's degree and learning that there's a window of opportunity for kids. Before a child is five years old, that's when they learn a language. Mm -hmm. Anything that they learn becomes a blueprint in their mind. Mm -hmm. So if they learn bad habits, that's the blueprint. That's Ooh. how they see the world. So before they're five is when you can imprint everything. So in my mind, I was like, I'm imprinting a Bill Gates in my house. Let me tell you all. We're having the, the next Microsoft or the next Steve Jobs, you know, whatever. Right? There you go. Apple is coming out of the Wisner house. Anyway, so I thought I could do what I'm doing with my son, just teaching him this little coding thing, teaching him algorithms, you know, if then statements, you know, whatever it is, I can teach it to kids. How old so, is he? Right now he's 14, but he was three when we started teaching computer classes. Wow. Algorithms. Okay. So next thing you know, I went to his daycare and I said, hey, I want to, you know, I want to teach my son how to code and I'm trying to make a little bit of money. So are there other parents who want to learn or want their kids to learn too? And next thing you know, this director of the daycare he was at, okay? So I was spending my evening. So I would get off work at 5, drive to the daycare at 5.30, and teach a 30-minute class before the daycare closed at, closed at 6. So that was my life. I would literally be teaching this computer class with my husband's laptop and my laptop. Two laptops, okay? Teaching daycare-aged children. Teaching my kids, yes. Daycare kids. My kids. Wow. My, my son, I was just going to the daycare. I just needed $3,000. Yeah. I did math. <laughs> and over the course of the year, if I just taught three kids a week, I was going to make $3,000. For sure. So I thought, oh, the bar is kind of there. I just need three kids and then I'm good. Next thing you know, this director mentions what I'm doing at a director meeting. I didn't know there was daycare director meetings. There was some daycare director meeting. <laughs> My phone's ringing off the hook. Everybody wants Texas Techies, computer classes for kids. I ended, I had a full-time job, so I ended up hiring five teachers who were technology teachers who couldn't find a job. You know how teachers go get their degree and then there's no job? Mm -hmm. So they were kind of like working as subs and I was going to pay them a lot. I was, I was charging, I was charging $20 an hour for the kids' computer classes. That, well, that's fair to me. That's fair. Yeah. And I was gonna charge, I was gonna pay them $15 an hour. Mm -hmm. So they were getting a good deal out of this. So it became their business. They were independent contractors. They helped me grow my business. You know, in fact, I was working my job. I was working at AM Corpus Christi back then and thinking to myself, I didn't even take one business class, okay? <laughs> and I kind of stumbled into this business. Yes, that's amazing. That is a, so amazing. I wanted my son to be the next Bill Gates, okay? I needed to go home to visit my mom. Yes. You know, it's just the most unlikely things that happen. And next thing you know, I've registered a business. I have a bank account. I've gotten a loan oh, to like buy more laptops because hello, we can't operate like five people with like two laptops. <laughs> I've gotten contracts. I had a contract with the Catholic diocese schools here in Corpus Christi. So we were teaching at all. Like, so you, the kids in the schools would be taking computer classes, but they didn't know that the teachers were my teachers. Wow. With the city before I came to work for the city. Like, there was just so many things behind the scenes that I can. Oh, you froze. Tell you that happened that I just. Sorry, you totally froze. So I think there was a lag. Let's see if your timing is good.
Okay, now I can hear you now. Okay, so okay. that is incredible because, again, I'm seeing that there's a theme in your life where you focus on something that you want, not, nothing like super serious. You just want something or you're enjoying something, and so you just go in that direction, and then, boom, you have a business. I mean, just grown. Do you look back on it, and you're just like, how, how did this even start? It just all came naturally. Yeah, and, you know, I look back, and I, and sometimes when I look back, it's just like anyone else. You only see the flaws, right? And, Brittany, you're only seeing the success. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know, like, if you agree with me, but people don't usually realize how hard it is to do the thing you do. I do. I do realize that. Uh, yeah, and but I also find that with people who enjoy a lot of successes in their life, that they don't let themselves focus too much on those, you know, trials or, or struggles. Yes. Yeah, and that's yes. huge to me. So there's a quote that I remember, you know, Albert Einstein, right? Super smart dude, right? We know he's super smart, right? But <laughs> he had this quote that was like, weakness of attitude becomes weakness of character. Mm -hmm. And for me, I live this frame, you know, when my dad passed away, he passed away 30 minutes before I got there. Oh. So when I was arriving to where my dad was, I was expecting to see him and we were all happy and like, Oh, we're in the elevator taking selfies before there were selfies. I mean, it was just a thing. Like, we were just going to see him. And then to stand at the doorstep and be told you're 30 minutes late to seeing somebody you hadn't seen in six months. Are you kidding me right now? Yeah. Craziness. So for me, right after that happened, I realize now that when you have your attitude in check, if something's not going your way, you have to realize why are you doing what you're doing. When I called daycares and I thought I was going to be making all this money and they didn't call me back. You know, they, let me tell you what happened. So I thought I was going to make it big, bigger, and I, t and I bought a list. You know how you can buy, you can buy leads online? Mm -hmm. So I bought a list of, like, all the daycares in the surrounding area, not just Corpus Christi, but the Coastal Bend area. And I sent out an email. Sorry, I sent out a letter in the beginning of the school year saying, have a great new year for your school, technology, blah, blah, blah. You know, it was a pitch, right? Mm -hmm. no, can you believe nobody responded? I sent out 200, 200, I stuffed 200 envelopes. Nobody responded. Wow. But I can still tell you that I served over 50% of the industry in our community. Mm -hmm. It wasn't because of that back and forth of sending out something and then not getting anything back. I could have easily said, well, no one wants my service. Nobody responded. Yes. I made, I made it a mission of mine to not only go to that director meeting, well, well, where is that director meeting, right? And then <laughs> making sure that anything that had to do with, with early childhood education, I was plugged in. So I knew I needed my $3,000 to go home. You know, as much as we, we want the thing, we have to remember why we want it. Absolutely. That's huge. When the rubber meets the road, it's the why that wakes you up in the morning. Mm -hmm. It's the why that makes you throw those covers off Versus saying, oh, I just don't feel like today. Mm -hmm. Your why will always tell you, how dare you not feel like it today? Mm -hmm. You better get up and get take a shower, get ready for the day, and move, girl. Because you're wasting time, mm -hmm. right? So I wasted 30 minutes. I always think, like, could my could my brother have driven a little faster? Oh. Maybe you know, you know when yes. you think of, you know, it's like 30 minutes. I mean, how many times have you been, like, late 30 minutes, you know, and he's like, no big deal. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, literally, I think to myself, a human being that I love, you know, I did not get to see this person. So, you know, just life lessons taught me to just keep at it. Keep at it because 
when you know that you're doing the thing that you love to do or you're doing the thing that's going to help you with your mission, eventually you're going to be successful. Yes. You're going to be successful. Yes. I definitely agree with that. And and like you, you said, whenever you start something and you keep at it and you remember that why and just keep pursuing it, something will come of this. I mean, it's just inevitable. And yeah. something too, I think a lot of people get stuck on the how as opposed to the why. And I think yes. when you focus too much on the how, you get caught up in things you may not have answers to yet. Yes. And you know what, Brittany, can I tell you, I'm glad I did not know about business. <laughs> I think it would have slowed me down thinking, because I had already made my business like a $40,000 business before I realized I had to make a business plan. Girl. <laughs> These are my favorite stories. These are my favorites. I hate to say this. I hate to say this. I I had done all that and I didn't even have a, okay, now don't come for me like business people, like I guess IRS tax people. (laughs) I didn't register my business. Like, cause you don't know. Mm -hmm. You don't know you have to register a business. Mm -hmm. I don't. It's it's until I went to the small business development center and I call her my business mom, Celia Garza. She whipped me into shape and she goes, girl. And she said, register your business, go to the courthouse, blah, blah, blah. And then she helped me get my first loan. I mean, this lady made me a business person. Mm-hmm. So for me, I think I, I have to tell you, I was successful because I didn't know. So sometimes the how is in the way. Yes. Sometimes you wait so much time thinking, I got to learn this. I got to take that course. I got to hear from somebody. I got I got to meet with that mentor. Just do it. You know, in fact, Brittany, let me tell you, I teach a class called the Power Up Workshop. And in the class, one of the modules is about just moving forward. And I'm going to say something and then tell me what you think, whether you think I said it right. Fire, ready, aim. Did I say that right? Well, if you, you know, based on what I've heard my entire life, no. But I know there's a reason that you have it in that order. Yeah. Usually people say, ready, aim, fire. So guess what happens? You're like, okay, I got to get ready, right? (laughs) And you're stuck in this, I'm getting ready, right? I'm getting ready for the rest of my life, right? And my whole motto is, you just got to fire. You know, if you have an idea, if you let it die by falling asleep, you need to move on that idea immediately. Because what's going to happen is you'll you'll spend your time in procrastination. Yes. And you will never move forward. I call it procrastination assassination of your dream, okay? <laughs> so just move. So fire. So you fire and you call it a beta because you're testing the waters. Mm-hmm. And then you come back and then you get ready, right? Use that data from what you fired. Get ready to aim and then fire again. I love that so much. I love that. Fire. You have an idea? Don't don't sleep. I'm not kidding you. Pull an all-nighter. So you can get on a show with Brittany. Because you pulled an all nighter. Okay. <laughs> Man. But I love what you're saying so, so much because you're right. So many people think because, you know, it's the textbook approach. Here's the tried and true trodden okay. path method to get from A to B and or to C. And you're saying not necessarily, not that there's anything wrong with knowing, you know, the tried and true method, but if you have that, you know, desire to get where you want to get. Yeah. It's okay to just act on it. Just do it. And I'll tell you, so one of the schools that I was able to land that helped me pay for my five employees, I went to them and it was just me with my two laptops. And I pitched to them that we were going to have 10 laptops and like, 
We were going to run that whole summer camp. And, oh, my gosh, you will not believe it, Brittany. They bought. And when they bought, I came home and I was crying. Oh, my goodness. I had no idea how I was going to fulfill this contract. Like, I literally thought <laughs> to myself, oh, my God, like, what am I going to do? And it was, like, clear to me right there. I've got to hire people. I've got to get laptops. <laughs> I just told them I was going to do this. So, you know, the point here is, you know, it could be as simple as you want to start a business idea. Just put up a website that says coming soon, pre-sale, mm-hmm. pre-sale. Just tell people, if you had this, would you buy, right? So one of my challenges is taking care of my home. Mm-hmm. Oh, my so I feel really bad saying this because, you know, being the kind of person I am, it's really sometimes taking care of my home is like mopping the floors, vacuuming. Yes. And my husband and I are good teammates for each other. So we support each other in this. But how helpful would it be? And this, in this COVID-19, you can't have someone come to your house to clean. Oh, gosh. Really supporting each other. So the goal here is like, imagine if somebody has like a house cleaning business and they just put it out there on Facebook and said, if you had somebody clean your home for this much money, would you? They don't even have a business yet. Yep. And if they got this many customers, then they can build a business. Yes. You know? I'm just thinking right now something I need. So if you're out there and you clean homes, call me. <laughs> <laughs> but I just love how your mind fires like that. It's like it's just yeah. wired to understand, you know, supply and demand and what people might want and how to maybe find out if people want it. I mean, just a, yeah. just a simple approach, like you said. I mean, it's an excellent idea to like test the waters for any potential business you're thinking about providing. So something that you mentioned earlier was that you had a power up presentation where you were talking about the fire ready aim. So tell me about power up because I saw that power was chosen specifically to stand for providing opportunities where everyone rises up. That's right. Yes. Tell me about it. Yes. It's about waking people up to the fact that the power is within you, but not only is it within you. The point of the power is to move you into action of your life because this is not a dress rehearsal there's not some cloak that's like on you in you right now that's gonna say okay that was really cool that you did that let's live life again you're gonna be born again Mm -hmm. you know the point here is that this is the one life you have and it's fleeting so make it count so when i was starting texas techies i realized that the kids that i was teaching there was kids who came from disadvantaged communities single mom, could not afford computer classes. So when I would go to the centers and teach, I would sometimes inevitably have a kid who was sick or couldn't make it, so I had an extra laptop. And their parents were paying anyway, mm-hmm. an extra laptop. So instead of letting the laptop just sit there without a kid, I'd be like, let me get the kid who I know will never ever be able to pay for this. Bring the kid in, and let me tell you, those were my favorite kids to teach. Wow. The kids with the least opportunities are where the opportunities were. And so for me, when I decided, when I got on, I got on a television show and amazing things happened. And then uh, not me- just any television show. Go I into that, know. please. <laughs> Real quick. I'm, I'm kind of like sliding that in there. Kind of like nonchalant. No, I'm glad. I'm glad you did. Because sometimes I'm like, do people want me to bring this up? Like Clarissa Cerna with the voice. But yeah, she was on The Apprentice, people. The Apprentice. I know. For the, for the guy whose name we shall not name. I know, oh my God. I know, I know. Oh my God, don't say his name anymore. But top but three, the, right? Top three? Yeah, and top three, and not by accident, actually. So to be fair, I almost got fired in the second episode. Tommy <laughs> get fake fired by Trump. He actually fired me, and then he said he was just kidding. I mean, what the fucking hell? Yeah. People say they die, and their, fl- and their life flashes before their eyes. Like, that happened to me, okay? <laughs> but but you made it past. Like, what the hell? Like, I came 
on this show and I'm fired in the second episode? No way. So I came back and I realized, you know, I can't let this fall between the cracks. But I have to tell you, like, for me, when I decided to, to develop the program Power Up, I had this idea two years before I even launched it. So when I got on The Apprentice, it was almost like as soon as I got on The Apprentice, I knew I was going to create Power Up. Because first of all, it was going to be, it was supposed to be for girls. So the program was actually going to be got going to be called got inspired girls of today inspired oh i love that, that. doesn't even exist so if somebody wants to take that and run with it go ahead mm -hmm. but i decided to make it power up providing opportunities where everyone rises up because one of the things i realized is that i didn't get to where i'm at by accident there was people who came along the way taught me how to play golf taught me how to be an advocate for myself taught me how to sell taught me how to just be a champion for the person I am no matter what. And with faced with adversity, you know, I have to tell you, so coming here to the United States, you know, Kenya is a country, and I hope you don't take this the wrong way, Kenya is a country, and I mean, we're black people in Kenya, okay? So, mm -hmm. <laughs> so when I'm playing golf, like there's black people playing golf with me, okay? Mm -hmm. So when I came here to the United States, there wasn't a lot of black girls playing golf. Mm -hmm. So I can tell you, I felt very weird. I felt like, ooh, what am I doing, mm -hmm. right? I felt out of place but there was people along the way like my roommate melissa gosh i'll never forget her you know she's from canada and i'm getting teary about it because you know she really did make me feel like family mm -hmm. you know what i mean and i know i would go to the tournament and there would be people kind of like whispering and and you know you don't know what they're saying but at the same time sometimes when you're traveling and we can't stop at that gas station for a reason yes i mean unfortunately that is a thing in texas that is a thing in texas yeah so i think for me you know the whole point here is that when i started power up is because i saw those kids who i was teaching computer classes to who would never be able to pay for these classes and they were the ones thriving so i realized that i needed to do something we have to provide opportunities where everyone rises up and then, you know, honestly, from a business perspective, if you're doing something in education, you're competing against the state, you're competing against the federal government. So sometimes it was hard for me to make money because there was, you know, there was a state grant and it was only going to be provided to a nonprofit. So that's how I was able to flip the program I do into a nonprofit. Yeah, I love that you did that because it's not easy to make a nonprofit. I've looked into it. Yeah. And, you know, gosh, Brittany, so I did this thing by myself. I wrote the... I wrote everything. And, and you know, let me tell you one thing that I learned is sometimes we relegate ourselves to fear, fear of the unknown. And I was afraid of the IRS. I was <laughs> A lot of people are. <laughs> I was. Federal government, it scared me, okay? But I thought, I don't have $7,000 to pay some attorney to create a nonprofit for me. Mm -hmm. So I did all the paperwork myself. And when I submitted it, of course it was wrong. It was uh horrible my budget was like horrible but you know what the irs did they assigned me almost like a caseworker i don't know what the real title of that person was and this person was human and they walked me step by step how to get my nonprofit cert like certified as a 501c3 can you believe that like i felt like i need to tell this story about how sometimes we're so afraid of big brother that we don't realize that there's actually people humans on the other end when they hear what you have to share with the world, they will help you accomplish your goals. That's a great so story. I will tell you, the only reason I have my 501c3 is because some lady on the other side of the line, who was my caseworker for my 501c3, agreed to allow me to submit five times. 
and fix my nonprofit application. Wow. So honestly, yeah. So you know, I think there's so many people, and gosh, I get too emotional, Brittany. Too emotional. There's too many good people. There's too many humans in this world that are just so loving and caring for the work that needs to be done. And I think we don't give enough credit for that. And you know, Brittany, we work for the city of Corpus Christi, and one of the things I can tell you is that there are so many unsung heroes that make our community a strong community. Mm-hmm. And one of the things that I've, I've dedicated myself to is I want you to be heard. I want you to be seen. And not only that, I want you to have the best opportunities to grow your career and to make you a better advocate for what you want out of your life. Yes. Yeah, the city is great and the city is an organization that needs to thrive and it needs to be the best city in the state of Texas, right? I want to live in a city that's the best city in the state of Texas. But I also want to live with people who believe that they are the best in the state of Texas. Yes. Right? <laughs> I want people walking around like, yep, you wish you were me. Like today, mm-hmm. I am just me and I am the best version of me that I could ever be. And tomorrow, watch me. I will be a better version than I was yesterday. Right? Yes. So I, that's kind of what I'm looking for. You know, I think for me, I think our limit only exists in our mind. And if we are able to help people see beyond what their vision is, you know, right now we only see with the lenses that are in front of us. If you can see beyond that, then you will be successful. And that's the mission of Power Up, to provide opportunities where everyone rises up. I love that so much. I mean, and so you guys have a, a really amazing website. And so you have like life hacks and that kind of thing that you can help people out with time management. You even have yeah. merchandise. I mean, you have all sorts of cool stuff. I mean, so, oh, and the podcast, you even host a podcast. So tell me about I that. What know. made you decide to do that for Power Up? Yeah. So when I started doing my, my business performing as advising business, Brittany, this is before I came to work for the city. So when I was doing that business, I realized that there's not information out there that's real information for business. And it's not that it doesn't exist. It's just that I felt like everybody has a story to tell for their niche. And so when I was going to visit with the businesses, I would share information with them and they would say, you know, nobody explained it to me that way. Mm-hmm. You know, I know what you're saying about the, you know, about the Affordable Care Act, but I didn't even understand it that way. So when I was going through my business performing performance advising business, I realized that I needed to share my voice of how I understand concepts. Because yes, maybe you watch something online and you see that somebody's already done that. Uh, somebody's already talking about that. But guess what? It may not be hitting home for some people. For sure. You need to tell it. You need to tell it in your voice because somebody needs to hear it the way you understand it. And that's why I started Power Up, our podcast. And in fact, we are just getting ready to launch. Brittany, I'm so glad you talked about our podcast. We're getting to, ready to launch a Wake Up to Power Up podcast. I love and it. It's literally going to be my wake up routine of how I get ready in the morning. Because it's the way that you show up to the day that sets the mood for your day. It's actually the most important thing you can do for yourself is feed yourself first. Yes. Before you feed the world. And a lot of people still struggle with that idea. They really have a hard time prioritizing themselves in that kind of way. Not to be selfish, but like you said, to fill your own cup first. I'm glad you even brought that up about filling your cup. And, mm-hmm. se- and I guess we can talk about self-care. Uh, yes. And Brittany, I, I don't know when you're going to publish this podcast, but we're in May right now. Is that okay for me to say that? Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. The month of May is Mental Health Awareness Month. Mm-hmm. And so mental health actually has to do with self-care. So when we're talking about you taking a step back, breathing when you wake up to take care of yourself before you have to take care of others, Mm -hmm. how important is that? Because if your cup is full, 
then your overflow is what other people experience. Yes. So fill your cup in the morning. So I'm hoping to really share some really good information about how you can power up your life, right? By waking up to power up your day. I want you to be energized, excited for the day. But not only that, I want you to have successes that are not set up of successes that are for the world. Sometimes we relegate ourselves to, like Brittany, tell me, maybe you made a Facebook post and then you're checking how many likes. Yes. How many, oh, how many people viewed my video? Yeah. <laughs> because the fact that you made the post is what matters. And if you train yourself to measure your success, not other people's success, don't measure the outward success, measure the inward success. Say, yes, that's like me. High five. I made a post today right that's what you that's what you measure consistency of your goals don't measure what other people see measure yourself and mm -hmm. you, if you start your day like that then you will find success at the end of the day when you go to sleep you know we all wake up and you should be grateful that you're alive mm -hmm. first of all there's a lot of people don't wake up they go to sleep they don't wake up right and so the point here is that when you wake up in the morning just be grateful that you get to live this day and then make it your best day at the end of the night, you should go, man, I rock that day. I those eight, I think it's like um, 80, 83,000 or something like that uh, seconds in your day. However many thousand seconds it is, make sure that you live those seconds to the fullest. That way when you wake up the next morning, you're like, I'm ready to go. So be excited about your morning. Yeah, that's huge. And uh, I agree. Having a morning routine uh, where you're, where you're uh, filling your own cup is super important to making the day successful and so when are you going to be launching this wake up with power up so we've kind of already launched it i think i guess it's in the pre-launch stage because it hasn't uh published on our website yet but i'm sorry but we're getting ready to launch it because i think one of the things that we're looking for is the right time to launch it and we're in a rush now because this is the right time to launch it for sure with the COVID 19 pandemic that has happened to us i think a lot of people have either struggled because they either lost their job or their job has changed right mm -hmm. so there is i mean as much as we're working from home there's a struggle with that there's a struggle to be productive in that absolutely and then there are who are suffering because of what happened with us right now mm -hmm. so for me it's about it's about right now where we're ramping up and i'm hoping that it launches next week but we're kind of trying to see whether we get the episodes up and running um, so that we build a trajectory just like you have written. Oh, I love that. Yeah. And, and so something else I wanted to touch on is that whenever you're not looking for uh, representation of your success externally, but rather internally, I can identify with that so much because when I'm doing this podcast, I'm not... I'm not looking how many listeners there are. I didn't want to look. I didn't want to be preoccupied with that. It was more about did I represent my uh, guest how they wanted to be represented? Did I tell their help tell their story well? Because that to me is, was the most important thing. And then eventually the external validation comes later when you don't, you don't need it. Yes. And, you know, like sometimes I'm a keynote speaker. So I go to give talks to people, but I also host workshops in our community. And when I host workshops, I'm putting myself out there and saying, come learn from me. And sometimes one person will show up, right? Mm -hmm. Or sometimes five people, sometimes a hundred people. And I've taught myself to just walk in with my intention. And my intention is that if one person learns from what I taught today, and that person may not even be the people in the room, it may be just me. 
because sometimes we walk around, right? So you may see me right now, Brittany, and think that I got all my stuff together. I do. And I'm just like a perfect person. And I can do everything and make all your dreams come true, right? <laughs> no, that is not the truth. Because sometimes we know what we need to do, but we just don't do it, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm very good at like, I have to speak into myself what I need. Because everything that you go through grows you. These challenges that I go through to wake up early, to go to sleep at a certain time, to do my digital sunset, sometimes it's hard because let me tell you, companies like Netflix and Disney and like all these shows, oh my gosh, <laughs> I just like, and I am above, like, let me tell y'all, prime video, oh my gosh, you could be on there watching shows all day long, right? And if you're like me and you love shows, you're not going to go to sleep at the time you're supposed to go to sleep. Oh no. You're watching shows, right? They know what they're doing. I mean, I actually have an app to kill Facebook. It's called Kill Feed. I know. (laughs) Actually, that's brilliant. Yes, as soon as I get on social media, somebody had a baby. Somebody got married. Somebody's doing amazing. And guess what? I'm sucked in, Mm -hmm. you know? And I've just not done anything productive because I'm over there celebrating everyone else and, like, checking everything out, right? So I think for me, it's just about maybe understanding that for me – we all fall short and nobody's perfect and we have to give ourselves grace and and understanding that what you're going through right now is what is going to test your will to succeed into your future. Mm-hmm. But these are the lessons, right? The obstacle is the way. The way that you move forward is by paying attention to the way you failed. So every day is not perfect. I know it's not perfect for me. Oh, but at the yeah. end of the day, I take stock and I realize like, where did I fall short? You know, where, how could I have done better? And then I take that as a lesson for the next day. Mm-hmm. Well, something that you've mentioned quite a few times is that you are, you had people help you advocate for yourself because I mean, you are the best at that. I mean, you can tell you advocate your, uh, for yourself in such a way. I mean, you have a website, you yes. know, Lisa Wiesner, Wisner, uh, I think it's a dot com or yes. uh, Lisa.com. And, uh, you know, not to mention for all your companies and then you're helping other people advocate for themselves. How did you get to that point where you are just so, you are very aware of who you are and what you want and where you're going? So I don't know whether, I don't know how it happened, but I think even, you know, when you think about my website, so let's not even talk about that yet, because I think I was already confident that I was going to accomplish my goals, right? So I'm the fifth born in my family. So when you're the fifth born out of six kids Mm -hmm. and I'm like a middle child at the end, Okay. So for me, the way the way I lived my frame was the baby matters, right? <laughs> and the firstborn matters. And after that, everyone else in between, you're just scrambling. So I think I kind of lived my and I was and I'm the middle. Not only am I the middle child, I'm the middle girl. Oh wow! So I've always lived kind of thinking to myself like, it's just me. I have to advocate for myself. If I wanted something, I had to go and like nobody was gonna give it to me in the house, I had to go and be like, hey, I'm here. Oh, you can't see me, right? <laughs> I think for me, I've always been kind of like that, you know, and I don't know whether it was always seen as a good thing. But for me, I feel like I just needed to advocate for myself. But let me tell you a lesson I learned on The Apprentice. And I have to always premise this with the fact that when I got on The Apprentice, I have to tell you, the man that I met in the boardroom is not the same man who I believe is in the office right mm-hmm. now. I believe that. I don't that. know whether it's just weirdness, but when I came back, when I heard that this man was running for president, I was fired up. I was ready to wear a shirt. Mm-hmm. 
And then he started talking, and I was like, what the freaking hell? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, like, back away slowly. I bad word, I'm sorry. No, no, you're, you're fine. And I believe that, because yeah. I know it was a totally different scenario. You know, you're like, I thought I had an idea who this person was. Oh, my gosh. I came back saying this dude was a father figure, you know? Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, so I tell you what. When I got on that show, the first thing he – well, some people got fired. And then I heard him saying, you know, you guys watch the boardroom. And it's like, what, 15, maybe 10 minutes of the boardroom? Mm-hmm. Boardroom lasts three hours. Okay? Wow. So in these three hours – and you can imagine we're there for weeks. So we have three-hour sessions with Trump, right? Um, he said one time, he said – you have to be a best salesperson. There's nobody coming to sell you. Nobody's coming to make your dreams come true. Nobody. Mm-hmm. You may you may go and like make a million dollars and go give a million dollars to a some place and help people. No one's coming to tell your story. You need to get some PR firm to come and cover that story. Mm-hmm. Nobody is coming to tell your story. Mm-hmm. So I remember thinking that and going, wow. So he the whole point there was you have to learn sales. You have to learn how to sell yourself. So I know for myself that I very quickly realized, well, and then when I was, when I got off The Apprentice, there was a lot of negative articles about me. They were writing articles like, you know, because the show ended and then I couldn't tell anyone I was on the show. Mm-hmm. And then while it was airing, I already knew all the stuff that happened. I knew I was top three. I couldn't tell anyone, but everybody's watching and I'm watching with everyone. You know, it takes about three months before the show aired. People were really, like, saying, why haven't I been fired yet? I mean, they were talking, like, smack. I mean, it was so bad that I even felt like I was going to get fired from my job that I had. <laughs> Not that they were going to fire me from the, my performance on The Apprentice, but perception is reality. Yes. What people were seeing, what the producers were portraying me as, was what people thought mm, that I really was. Mm-hmm. Not realizing that, do you know how many thousands of people applied to be on that show? And the fact that I was there meant something, even though maybe I, maybe if I did get fired in the first episode, let's just imagine if I did. I'm not the loser. Mm-hmm. I just beat out half of America trying to get on the show. That's you know? a, Yes, you're so right. Yeah. So the first person who got fired should always see themselves as a champion anyway. Mm-hmm. So my point was when I started LisaWisner.com, I started it after The Apprentice. And I started it because I needed to tell my story. You know, because nobody is coming to save you, like Trump said. <laughs> yeah. Nobody's coming to make your dreams come true. And you have to be your best advocate for yourself. So I started LisaWisner.com and I started sharing about myself and my truth. And forget what the media is saying. I have to tell my truth. And let people find me and then realize that doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. She's awesome. She works hard. She started mm-hmm. her business on her own. She worked really hard to start her business. This isn't my accident. You know, it's not an accidental success. She's worked hard to be where she's at. Mm-hmm. No, I, I love that. And I love that you're like, you know what? No, because I think people could easily get caught up in what others say about them. I know I've been victim to it before rather yeah. than, you know, stand in your truth, like you said, and be like, no, this is how I want to be represented because this is the truth. And this is how I see myself. Boom. That's yeah. huge. Tell I, your story. Yeah. It's your story. It's your life. And it's the way you will be remembered. Mm-hmm. So whatever it is, and I'm not saying that people need to go out there and create their own websites. <laughs> but I, you, I love you. It's so good. I, yeah. I scoped it out. It's so good. Yeah. It's, I mean, I guess it's just fun for me. I like sharing. So I think part of um, part of my life is sometimes I think like if I wouldn't share it on CNN, then I wouldn't share it on my website or mm-hmm. on my social feed. So I just kind of live through that frame. Yeah. No, I think it works perfectly for you. And something I also wanted to say is with your uh, – 
the the podcast that you're going to do for Power Up in the morning, you I think are the perfect person for people to start their day with first thing in the morning. Oh, like I think crazy. yes, I mean, I can't help just feeling the energy and feeling pumped up right now just talking to you. <laughs> yes. No, I mean, you don't come across you don't come across many people like you. Well, you know, I was thinking about it and I was like, okay, so what kind of morning show is this? So is it going to be the kind of morning show where it's like, wake up to power up, everybody. Relax, <laughs> take a deep breath, breathe in, let's meditate. And then I thought, no, because we're just going to throw those covers on and we're going to get moving for the day. We're going to get excited because that's how I get excited for the day. Yeah. Yes, okay, there's time for meditation and, and there's all that. But I want to get people fired up. And I think with action is how we're able to fire up the world. So for me, I'm taking the, the wake up to power up as, as, as an exciting thing for people to do in the morning. I want you to get excited and I want you to be there with me. When I wake up at 4 o'clock in the morning or at 4.30 in the morning, nobody else is awake, which is great. I want you to be excited with me. <laughs> yes. And so I have to say your excitement is infectious because as Lisa had mentioned, she and I both work for the city of Corpus Christi and I had the joy of being a part of the supervisor Academy that you were leading. And so oh. only you can pump all of us up about learning how to supervise people. And so I want to ask, how did you make the transition to end up working for the city of Corpus Christi? Cause we are so lucky to have you. Oh my goodness. So I kind of had a huge life shift. You know, when you go through things and you're just like, you know, am I doing the right thing right now? So I worked for a really amazing company and I was doing amazing things, but I was not with my family. I was actually living in Houston, making wow. a lot of money, doing a great job. Of course. But I felt like life was just passing me by and I knew something was wrong when I was going to miss my son's birthday. And I realized, what am I doing? So I had been living this life of like flying all over you know, packing the bag, live, you know, the suitcase life, right? Mm -hmm. Where you're just flying all over. Yes, okay, fine. You live, you're in nice hotels and you're on airplanes and you're, you know, you have an expense account, you know, whatever it is. <laughs> but is that life? No. So I was in a boardroom and they were talking and it was big deals. And I was realizing that I needed to breathe. And, I, and what it was, was I needed to breathe life back into my life. So I knew I needed to come back to Corpus. And even when I decided to come back to Corpus, I was just coming back to start growing power up. But somebody mentioned to me that the city of Corpus Christi was looking for somebody to build a learning academy for the city. So I think this is a brand new position that I had. Like somebody else was a training coordinator before I came in mm -hmm. and then they kind of created this position. And when I came into the interview because of the person I was, I kind of came in with, I know what y'all want to do, but let me tell you what we're going to do. And I pitched it and I pitched the Learning Institute. It wasn't called the Learning Institute, obviously, because we had everybody come together and kind of vote on what the name was going to be. But I think for me, it was a transition in realizing where my efforts were going to be, where my actions were going to be and what my legacy was going to be about. Mm -hmm. So really being an advocate for 3000 people who want to be champions, not only for themselves, but for their families and then for the community. Right. Yes. So I took those 3,000 people, Brittany, you're included, and me too, right, myself as well, and I thought, how, how can I pour love into these people based off of what I know about how to help communities become stronger? Yes. Because over that time, I realized that we're only as strong as our weakest links. So when we built the Learning Institute, I already knew two to three years we were going to become an advocate for the entire 300,000 citizens. And guess what? It happened, Brittany. Yes. 
and we had our previous city manager. She approved a proposal, which I had submitted like three times already, um, <laughs> she a proposal to make us monetized. So we, we also serve citizens. Mm-hmm. We don't only serve 3,000 employees. We serve the whole entire Corpus Christi community. Yes. And, and I love that. Oh, I'm going to um, tell you. So I took a management academy class, and there was a woman who was able to join. She was not a city employee, but she's like, I've been out of the game for a long time, and I'm just, I've am just i been like a housewife, and I'm ready to come back. And so I, I had the opportunity to, you know, yeah. take this class. Benefit. Mm-hmm. And can I tell you, that class she took would have probably cost her thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. But imagine the the value that woman is to our community because she took that class from the city of Corpus Christi. We are not trying to make money off of our citizens, right? Mm-hmm. Our goal is to elevate the level of education in our community, grow our city's best leaders, create a pipeline for excellence in our community. And what better way to do that than have the city of Corpus Christi, Christi be an advocate for that? You know, our management academy, our supervisor academy, not only do we do this training for you, we collaborate with the community, Del Mar College and I'm Corpus Christi. We don't do this on our own. So I think my goal here with working for the city, you know, the way I transitioned here was really just kind of putting a focus on Lisa. You can make a bunch of money, but are you making an impact mm-hmm. in the community? And are you happy, right? And I found that when I came to work for the city, I'm hitting all the boxes. I'm touching on the community. I'm touching on the thing that I love to do which is helping people become stronger in themselves so that they can be stronger in the community. And I'm allowed to do that. And it's my job. You know, every day I'm like pinching myself. Like my job is to help you become better. Are you kidding me right now? Like how did this even happen that I got lucky like this, you know? So I have to say, you know, it's been a long time that I that I got to this position where honestly, I had to relegate myself to not making that kind of income that I was used to, right? Of course, yeah. So I had to decide, give and take, what do you want out of life? And having that experience with my dad, knowing that your hopes, your dreams, and your ideas, they'll all die with you if you don't make them happen, right? And so I've put all my efforts 100% into working for the city of Corpus Christi to make our city the best city in the state of Texas. And I know we're on our way to do that. Absolutely. And I love that that's always at the forefront of your mind, because anytime you give a presentation or anytime you're leading a a workshop, that's always something you say, like first from out the gates is that we want to be the best city in Texas. And I just feel like there's just a lot of a lot of fun with you guys. Like y'all, the department is so well run and y'all are such a great team. And I mean, it's exciting to know that you guys are involved in it because y'all care about this stuff a lot. We do. We do. And I have to tell you, like we have a new director in HR and let me tell you, Brittany, I'm so excited about Yvonne because like she's come from Chicago and I mean, she's a no mess kind of girl. Right. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, She's really like, I feel the love so much and I feel the love for humankind, you know? And I think for myself, that's the kind of experience we want everyone to have. Like you matter and not you matter because you have a position, you matter because of who you are, Mm -hmm. your talent. And we're gonna make your talent strengths for the city, not try to, you know, use you and like, oh, the city's just trying to use us. And I hope employees don't feel like that. Because if you feel like that, then we failed. No. Because our job is to help you become strong. And and Brittany, I hope you agree that we are already the best city in the state of Texas. Oh, absolutely. People, you know, people don't realize 142 miles of beaches. We are the number one crude oil exporting port in the entire United States. Are you kidding me right now? Mm-hmm. You know, there's so many things I could say 
that would help people see why we need to have billboards that talk about how awesome Corpus is. Mm -hmm. And I think we don't realize that as a community because we only see our struggles, just yes. like we do for ourselves. When we see ourselves in the mirror, we only see our flaws and we don't see how amazing we are and how other people see us. And we need to realize how amazing we are and how amazing this city is and how lucky we are to live in this community. Absolutely. I love that you just shared that. I just got goosebumps right now because you're absolutely right. I mean, I'm born and raised in Corpus. I've always loved Corpus. I mean, before we had, you know, the really great local businesses we have now and the leadership and that kind of thing, I, I always loved it. Of course, it was like a diamond in the rough. But to hear you say, you know, we tend to view our city based on the struggles of the city, just like we do ourselves. We tend to look at our what we perceive to be flaws kind of thing. That struck very hard. Like, Thank you for sharing that because it's so true. And ultimately one of the goals of this podcast is to showcase how amazing corpus is especially when it comes to female leadership and uh that's huge i mean and it mean, means so much to me you probably could have gone anywhere with all of your business experience um your scholarship any of that you could you could have gone anywhere and you did it, it sounds to me like you definitely traveled around and yet you're still here Yes, yes. And I, I know I always say like, you know, you have to take every chance you get because it may only happen once. And so this chance that I have to make an impact on 300,000 lives, I feel stressed out just thinking about it. Okay? <laughs> I, think about, I think about all the infants that are born into Corpus Christi, and then I want them to see Corpus Christi as the community that they love, because if they graduate and leave and go to college somewhere else, I want them to always think, I want to come back to Corpus. Mm -hmm. Why? Why? Why would they come back? You know, people leave Corpus and they say, I can't wait to leave Corpus. We have failed. Mm -hmm. So for me, I feel the pressure. And I know it's not on me. Obviously, hello, Brittany. You just said that I am a division <laughs> of the human resources department. <laughs> it's not on me, right? But what could I do to help one or two individuals who live in the city of Corpus Christi love the city so much that when they go to Harvard, let's say they go to Harvard to go to college, that they say to themselves, I want to go back and live in Corpus Christi. Mm -hmm. What can we do to make that happen, mm -hmm. right? And I think for me, this is my chance. This is my chance to help people see how, if you live in a community that is dedicated to helping you become a stronger person, to growing our best leaders, not only, and I, and I don't want to selfishly say that the Learning Institute is the way, but- you know, <laughs> uh, It's pretty amazing. Yeah, the Learning trying, Institute is trying. amazing. <laughs> Yeah, we're all about lifelong learning. We're a corporate university. We have business in Austin. I mean, we we have businesses who we have businesses in San Antonio and Austin who ask us to serve them. Yeah. So that should say something. It does. And is their government over there not doing the job they're supposed to? I mean, they're going to to get it. That should tell you something, right? I agree, so and not very many people know that. No, like people don't even realize that we train people in Oklahoma and Louisiana. I mean, like literally. And through this COVID-19 situation that happened, we flipped a website that was learningcc.org slash coronavirus. And it's training that's all about not only how to work from home, but how to have self-care, how to lead a team that's working from home. There was just so many resources in there. And I mean, we have sold that baby. <laughs> <laughs> So I think I have to tell you, you know, our goal is not always just thinking about, you know, how can you love the work you're doing and love yourself and love, you know, everything you're doing about yourself and be happy. It's all about leveling you up so that you are a, a great advocate for your team. So whatever tools and skills and opportunities we need to provide to you, we're going to go the extra mile to get them. 
man, I'm just, that just thrills me so much because you, your love and care for what it is you're doing is so tangible. I mean, it's amazing. And I'm so grateful that we have you working for us here at the city. And so for anyone who wants to work with you through power up, how do they get a hold of you? How do they do that? Sure. So our website is powerup.org and there's multiple ways to get connected. So we, we have a network that you can join. So you can join the network and share your information because we don't know everything. There's obviously talent everywhere and expertise everywhere. So join the network. I call it the mighty power up network and just share your information on how to live a happy life, you know, so we can just live a powered up life. And then the next thing I would say is just be intentional about under, I mean, aside from connecting with us on Power Up, you just need to be intentional about understanding what feeds your heart. Because connecting with me is not going to help you if you don't know where you want to go. So first of all, just understand, like, what do you want out of this thing? Like, life is fleeting. You know, tomorrow is not promised. In fact, on average, we live to be 78 years old. And you're going to be living most of your life doing the thing that normal humans do going to the restroom, sleeping. In fact, you spend most of your time sleeping. Mm -hmm. And after that, you only have nine years to live your hopes, dreams, and ideas, to take that trip that you want to take, even though now with COVID, we don't go anywhere. (laughs) The point is, everything that you want to do in your life that you think, oh, I can't wait to do that, you only literally have nine years to do that. Figure out what that is, and then let's talk. Go to powerup.org, connect with me, and then we can move forward. But at the same time, you know, I always say, you know, it's not even about power up. It's about just really everybody understanding that you are your greatest asset. Just wake up in the morning and understand that you become what you think about. Every day, think about what you want your life to be like, what you want your family's life to be like, and live through that frame every day. Don't say tomorrow, tomorrow, because tomorrow is made up of the possibilities of the seeds that you planted today. So today is the day. Today is the day for you to make all your dreams come true. Lisa, I couldn't have said it better myself. I just want to thank you so much for everything that you do for the community and for your amazing ideas, your amazing attitude, uh, for being my 100th guest. Uh, I really couldn't have thought of anybody better. And for... And for taking time out of your weekend to talk to me. I just appreciate you so much. I appreciate you too. And I'm just fired up because I think the fact that you're continuing with the podcast, even through this pandemic is amazing. And it's just a true testament to like, I cannot wait for your 200th episode. Like, who's that going to be? I know. (laughs) (laughs) Whoever it is, I don't know. Like, I'm like, who is she going to reel in? Like, it's going to be amazing. And I'm going to be right there alongside. And I had no idea you worked for the city and you had this amazing podcast. So I just, I'm just fired up. I mean, we have some amazing champions working for the city, and it's just a pleasure working for you at the city of Corpus Christi. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you.